0: Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast. I'm Kelly.
1: And I'm Jacqueline. And we're back here in the book cave for uh, uh, another podcast, obviously. Um, It's been a long summer. It's been um, a busy summer, so we've had quite a bit of a summer siesta. We didn't get back quite as fast as we thought we would. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are.
0: And we hope you missed us. (laughs) I know. Maybe the
1: anticipation will make it better for you to hear us again. Um, Anyway, today we're here. We're going to be talking about Golden Girl, what we promised when we... The last episode, and um, Golden Girl Girl
0: by Ellen Hildebrand. So, um... Yes, it's been a busy summer, but we did some reading. We've... We're ready to review some books for you. Um, And we're starting with this one, which was released in June, and um, is, like, number 27 or 28 of the 30 novels that she's projected to write. She's been talking a little bit more about her retirement in recent months, so... um, Every Ellen Hildebrand book that comes out means we're one closer to her being done with them, which is sad. sad, Very sad. Sad. But uh, also, this book was kind of sad. You, very much so. Do you want to talk about what it was about?
1: Yep. So this book is the story of a, a writer named Vivian Howe, Phoebe. Um, and uh, she's a divorced woman, and she has three children. Um, she is running along the road one day and she gets uh hit by a car and uh she dies. And so this is really the story of so she rises up to I'm gonna the, use, afterworld, <laughs> the afterworld or whatever wherever you're going after you die, right? And she has a person that guides her through and she has ninety days, I believe it is, till the end of summer to um watch her children. Um before she has to not see them anymore, and she's allowed three nudges, just in case she needs to come down and guide them the right way. And uh, it's it's a it's it's a thought-provoking book about what would happen if you have children and you suddenly or what how they would react if when you die or something. Yeah,
0: and yeah. in, in the book um, there are several references to. A number of cocktails, yes, <laughs> a number of cocktails. <laughs> because one of the kids happens to be a bartender at one of the busiest beaches or beach bars in or on Nantucket that summer. But we're going with, uh, ironically, this is the one that um, directly affected Vivi's person, right. Martha. Um, this is so I won't tell you how, but it does. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we'll tell that after the after the spoiler alert section. But we're drinking bad decisions today, mm-hmm. and this is vodka Saint Germain kelly squeezed fresh grapefruit juice that said fresh squeezed grapefruit <laughs> juice and a, and a champagne floater right uh, we had to do our best to guess on the ratio of liquor to juice so we you know did some math and figured it out um and now we're gonna try these cheers cheers Ooh, Ooh. now that is tasty Oh, I could see how that would make you make some bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very light. Yeah, the elderflower of the Saint Germain with the grapefruit is sweeter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it kind of it tempers the grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. The elderflower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, I always thought Saint Germain was some kind of champagne. I didn't realize it was an elderflower liqueur. Oh, yeah, I only learned that like last year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One of my good friends really likes St. Germain. I also also thought it it came in
1: a small, small bottle, like most liqueurs do. That was a serious bottle. That was a big bottle. (laughs) They found the big one. It happened to be the last one in the store, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, I like it. Yeah, it's it's
1: very refreshing.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So not bad for having to figure out how to make it just based on the list of ingredients. I think if you're um, listening, you should start putting proportions in your text. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's easier for us to replicate the drinks. I I feel like the freshly squeezed
1: grapefruit juice is what makes it. I yeah. Think, oh yeah, I think if you uh, use store bought,
0: it wouldn't be as good. So right, but if you are me, you are using store bought. If you are Kelly, and you go to the grocery store on a regular basis and you get the grapefruit, good for you. I I am not that so I am not that uh, um, reliable on my grocery runs. So anyway, but very it's very tasty. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, before we get into the spoiler alert section on Golden Girl, what are you currently reading or have you recently read, Kelly? Okay. So, um, I haven't
1: read much this summer. It's just, but um, I read um, That Summer by Jennifer Weiner. Okay. Which was good. And I read The Newcomer by Mary Kay Andrews. Did you finish it? I did! (laughs) I did. Great. I guess I went on vacation, and I think I finished it while I was on vacation, like when I went to Florida. Um, and then currently I am reading They Told Me It Would Get Easier by Abby Waxman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Abby Waxman, I believe she wrote Other People's Houses, if you've read that one. Mm-mm. Oh, that was, that was pretty good. i so. heard of
0: the author, but I, don't, I, yeah. know, I couldn't tell you why. So that was good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I... Um, was back into a reading rut a little while ago, and I was sort of lamenting to one of my coworkers that I was starting a bunch of things and couldn't finish them. Oh, yep. And she suggested The Shining by Stephen King. I oh, love that. <laughs> and, I think I um, read that back when I was like thirteen years old, and I have never read it. I saw the movie, but like ages and ages ago. And I know they're not exactly the same. No, they're so not. I did read it. Um, I did the ebook, which. I don't know if I would recommend it or not because it was like on my phone. It was like nine hundred and some pages, oh, <laughs> but but you know there's only so much text on your phone screen. So, right. it's, but in any case, I read that and I was able to finish it, which I was really happy about. So that was good. Um, and you know I had my usual like moment with Stephen King where I was like really, but it, overall the this story was, was the
1: this was the time period where I think that he was his best.
0: You're not the first person to say yeah, that. Yeah, and then I. Yeah.
1: I think that, like, when you get to Cujo and the one where the car... Christine? Yeah, I think that's where he started going.
0: Gotcha. Downhill. Okay. Um, and then I just finished, um, I half-listened, half-read, um, I half-listened to, half-read The Golden Hour by Beatrice Williams, which was um, a yet another World War Two historical fiction. Oh. But it was, um, it was set in the Bahamas, and it was set... Uh, or it was told about um, the Duke and Duchess of Windsor after he renounces the crown mm-hmm. and marries Wallace Simpson. And then they're given this position as the governor and first lady of um, the Bahamas. Okay. And so I guess I don't remember that part. It's that story. And then there's like a mystery thrown in there. And there's it's told in two timelines. So, Which was kind of cool because in the audio they had two different narrators for each of the timelines. Um, and they were very talented. And then I actually checked out um, another Beatrice Williams book, and the same narrator is doing that one, which is okay. But I now I'm having trouble like remembering that it's not Lulu from Golden <laughs> well, Hour. <laughs> that this my new character. Ears. And so I so it's taking me a little bit of time to get through that one, but it's good. And I also just checked out Dial A for Anties by Jesse Q. Sutanto, and this is um, a, it's a new author for me, but came with rave reviews and some journals I was reading earlier this summer. So just checked out that one. I think it's going to be maybe a little lighter than the ones I've been reading now. (laughs) So, okay. We talked about the drink. We talked about the books we're reading. Are we ready to do spoilers for golden girl? Yes, we are. All right. So three, two, one spoiler alert. So
1: I don't even know where to start because there's so many components here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Um, well okay, can I start with yes, something? Yes, go. Okay, so an important note about this one is that she's doing that thing again where we're sort of in the know with the audience. This is that was similar to Twenty Eight Summers. Yep. You're the dairy. There's a lot or... of it like you're part of the island I, audience. Yes, right. So yes. there's that. It's told from the perspectives of several characters. It's not just Vivi looking down right. at the family. It's each of the kids gets a few chapters. Right. Some of the like other significant others get some chapters. Right. Um, and so it's kind it's nice to have that omniscience, is that a word? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you're like above looking in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also I there were so many people I was having I did have a hard time like figuring out the mystery part of this. I wasn't sure who the driver on the hit and run was until the very end of the book. Mm-hmm.
1: Right I didn't I didn't figure that out okay. either. Um, no, I didn't figure that out. There were some things that' I, and I've read it twice now. It's funny because I went back and read it to you know to for this podcast because mm-hmm. I read it way back when it first came out in June and um, and I read the full thing again. usually you just skim through pages and stuff and so um, a lot of things I hadn't remembered, but it it so it was like reading it again. Um, I guess what struck me so much about this book it was just. If you follow her on Instagram, you you know so much about well what she wants you to see. It's not her life, but um, but it follows her life. I mean, it could follow her life. The story could follow her life. That writer could be Ellen. Um, Ellen, um, divorced, three kids, lives on Nantucket. And and one of the things that struck me that it said in there is that the, uh, Vivi, she always starts her books in June. Dude, yeah. Does Ellen start her books in June? I
0: can't, a lot of I them start, start with like Memorial Day weekend with people coming to Nantucket yeah. or getting ready to go or, you know, people on the island are getting ready to receive all these tourists. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's just funny how it just, you know, and she did it on purpose. I'm sure I've seen her speak. She did it on purpose and she wanted to keep people guessing. Um, but um, yeah, it was just interesting. Like, okay. Is this true or is this
0: not true?
1: You know, what aspects of this, of her life is,
0: is in this book? Right. So before we go too much further, now we can say all the things we couldn't say before spoiler alert, right? (laughs) right? So, so in the book, Vivi is, she's running, she's out running. She's just had kind of a kerfuffle with one of her kids who she, whose behavior she doesn't really like. She's out running. She gets hit by this car. Floats off into the afterlife. I think they do they call it the beyond? I think it's the beyond in this book. Yeah, and um, is assigned to this person. She she thinks it's super unfair. Like she's fifty one. Why me? You know, couldn't you have stopped this? Can't you check a box on your clipboard and send me back? I have things I need to do. Whatever, whatever. And so the person sort of takes pity on her, and she's like, okay, you get the seventy five days. You get until Labor Day to watch everybody. I'm going to give you these three nudges. They're uh, they're at liberty to dole those out as they see fit and oh yeah we forgot to tell you <laughs> there's a cat Our mascots are here today <laughs> you can't hear the dog but you can hear the cat um so so and then she's we so we go back and forth between reading Vivi's observations of what's happening at home and how her kids and how her best friend how her ex-husband and how her ex-husband's family are all reacting and um Vivi's kind of in a hurry to use her nudges. She's, you know, they're things that she thinks are, they're major enough to use them. And the person sort of guides her in that. She's like, no, no, no. I think this is not something that you should worry about. You should save these for more important matters. And ultimately, she uses a nudge for each kid. Yes. So I'm sure that that was not an unplanned <laughs> right. right an unplanned plot point but um, each kid gets a nudge um, and the person Martha is able to tell Vivi like in an alternate reality, if some of these things hadn't happened, what what would have how the timeline would have played out. Then we get this halfway through the book, this intro to Vivi's high school boyfriend, right who calls up and says, because just before she dies, she's ready to put her newest book out. It's coming out in July and she dies in June. And the story, this is this is like the book within a book. The story is based on real events from Vivi's life as a teenager. and he gets wind of this and is like, "Hey, everyone, I think this book might be about me, right." <laughs> Can someone please call me about this? And I, I was, I was a little worried when I, on my first read through, like, oh, he is going to come in and blow this right. up, right? Right. And he would have had every right to, because right. this was a pretty big secret that she had been carrying around for a long time. Yeah. Which we'll get to. And so we, as we're working through this, it's not just about her observing her kids and like trying to make sure they're still okay from the afterlife. What she has done before she died could have major repercussions. And she's only now starting to admit to herself, hey, like, hmm, this, this could have been a problem. Right. And now it's left to the people in her life to sort of deal with those potential consequences. Right. Which they do with flying colors. Well, right. Well, it's... A,
1: and, you know... Funnily, if that's a word enough, the book that she's just now uh, publishing is titled Golden Girl. Yeah, it's so meta That's
0: still a thing people say. It's so meta. Yeah. And in the acknowledgments at the end, she Ellen talks about um, you know, her father died in a plane crash when she was sixteen in the book Vivi's father commits, C- suicide, commits suicide. When she was seventeen and how it you know directly impacted their lives from there. Um, and then Ellen herself is a breast cancer survivor Correct. and, but she, in several interviews and in the acknowledgements in this book has said she was, um, like surprised by a life threatening infection during treatment for the breast cancer. And doctors told her to like get, like get her kids, yes. tell them we have to fly you off the Island to like a bigger hospital with more treatment options. You might want to tell your kids goodbye. And that you can tell every time I've read this in an interview that really like gutted her as it would. Oh, I mean, I'm not a mother, but I can't imagine having to do this. Right. Right. And so she's talking about how she tells her kids, no matter what happens, I'm never going to leave you. And so this Vivi observing her children came from that is what we're meant to take from that. Correct. So that part all makes sense to me. It's Vivi's story within a story exactly. that you start to wonder: like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's Ellen's high school boyfriend? <laughs> well, right. <laughs> Did he write a song about her? Like, So that's yeah. what you find out, right? So this boyfriend comes in and he's written this song called Golden Girl. Called Golden Girl. And um, and then through a series of events, he goes to LA with a record executive just as Vivi's getting ready to go to Duke after they just turned 18. And they, Vivi is so upset about being left behind when he's going to California that she tells this huge lie.
1: And yeah, and she tells him just to keep him to stay that she's pregnant. Right. And and
0: she's not pregnant. And she's not pregnant. And But he comes home and they start to make plans and then she's like overcome with guilt. Right. And tells him that she miscarries a baby, which is significant because her oldest daughter in the story has had three. And when they talked about this, Vivi told Willa, who was the daughter, no, she'd never had one. And then here comes this guy who says, this is what she told me. Right. And he's very kind in his assessment of her, at, you know, when he's like, I don't know if she was telling me the truth or not, but she was just human. And if she was lying, then she made a mistake. Like, we're all want to make, I suppose. And he was har- he didn't seem like he was harboring any ill will. No, not at all
1: no it's like he you know he forgave her a long time ago and and when you go back to martha who can look in the right uh look into the back and see you know what would have happened if you would have gone down the path or whatever if she wouldn't have called him home right right and told him that then you know what would his path have been and um he wasn't really going to be that successful. No, not <laughs> that way. No. No. Um, so he was never going to, you know, she didn't prevent him from being the next great rock star Rock star at all. It, did, it wouldn't have worked out for him. So it's that um, people are on their path that they're supposed to be. Things happen for uh, a reason, and that's the path you're supposed to be on.
0: Right. And ultimately... He's not a rock star, but he does see the beginnings of success at 51 with when Golden Girls released in the time of like YouTube and instant release on iTunes. And um, he has a, a second chance with with that song when he's older and the audience is. You don't have to have a whole album to get famous, right? right? <laughs> to right. get out, right? Uh, you just to get need your a name single, there. right? right. <laughs> on I- iTunes, right? So, so, yeah. so that was a nice uh, win for Brett, I suppose. In the story, that you know he he had tried to pay his dues at eighteen. This series of events happens. He he's instead now working in hospitality, and then he goes on this morning show, plays his song, and suddenly everyone loves it, and he's an overnight sensation. So. Right. So it worked out for him. Thirty years later. (laughs) Thirty years later. Right. (laughs) Right. Everybody gets their time, right? And if and and yeah, as Kelly said, when Martha's telling the story of what could have been, he was only moderately successful for like one week in the eighties if he if the timeline had not played out as it did. So if there's a silver lining for Brett, it's that he now has a hit song, but thirty years after he thought he would.
1: I just want to touch on um jp who was um
0: Vivi's ex-husband
1: yes who so uh he left vivie well she kind of left him because he was well he came home from he's kind of like uh he's not very successful in his life you know no. he was he's his family's very wealthy um Kind of like a spoiled child type of wealthy. Wants what he wants, you know, kind of thing. And uh, so they were married and he had opened an ice cream store and his uh, little college student assistant. It was the wine shop. Oh, it was the wine shop. Yes. College student assistant for the summer he falls in love with. Yeah. Or tells
0: He thinks he's fallen in love with her. Yeah.
1: And they're together for 10 years. I felt bad for Amy. (laughs) I felt bad for Amy too. I'm thinking ten years and there's no there's no moving on, you didn't get married. There's there's no like you're just stuck in the same and it it was just fascinating to me that she stood she took that for ten years.
0: And to Ellen's credit in this writing it's not often that you think about the woman who a lot of people would call a homewrecker. Right. right. That you feel sympathy toward her. And at the end, you're like, she's not a villain. She just... She stuck around too long. But she... It it wasn't all her fault. JP was looking for a way to get Vivi's attention. Right. And I think... And Amy knew that a long time ago. What yes. is... Is... Yeah. Like, as you said, is not know, stuck. But she chooses to stay... She does. In the hopes of eventually marrying him, and then just realizes this is not where it's going. Right.
1: And, you know, the money that JP was living on, I mean, Vivi had to pay JP alimony, I guess you would call it. Um, So,
0: that money was all coming from the ex-wife. Right. And the irony is that he was the reason that he was feeling, like, abandoned is because Vivi had this success as a writer and was going on book tours and didn't have time to to do all the things he thought she was supposed to. So he leaves her, and now he's living off the money that she's paying him because she's a successful writer <laughs> who's gone on tour and has sold all these books. <laughs> right. It's and just that whole
1: relationship dynamic didn't... Not, not, just the... Even the relationship between Vivi and JP, it's like... And, you know, good for her for not being angry. I mean, I think she was angry in the very beginning when it first happened. But then she's like, but then to support him? Well. I mean, she had the children.
0: Yeah. But she's, I mean, I don't think she was, like, doing that out of the goodness of her heart. I'm pretty sure that was a settlement. Like, Well, right. Right? But because somebody kept saying, oh, was it Dennis? Dennis is Vivi's newish boyfriend for a couple of years. And he was like, you should really go back to court so you can stop paying him. She's like, eh not really worth it like the effort of going back in and fighting with him and whatever she's like eh, we'll just keep paying him and they're not a lot of people would have that right attitude so yeah you're right good for her for not harboring any i mean she did harbor a little resentment but anyone's going to right <laughs> but, right but yeah she didn't do it out of anger she just did what she needed to do to keep her life somewhat calm i suppose while she was trial. dealing with and, the kids, you know, for the children too,
1: right? Right. And then, um, so then, Dennis, which was Vivi's boyfriend, mm-hmm. and Amy, which was JP's girlfriend. Yeah. And then, of course, after Vivi dies, and JP kind of finally breaks up with Amy. Yeah. Um, Dennis and Amy get together,
0: which I thought was a nice, <laughs> it was a nice wrap up for the two of them. It
1: was. I mean, they seem to be a lot more compatible. Oh yeah. Than um, they're uh, previous counterparts, but, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was a happy ending. Well, was it, it, it was as happy as the ending as it could have been if, um, you know, your mom dies, I guess, right?
0: Right. I mean, right. And you're left to figure out what to do right. with all of it. Yeah. So, but ultimately, like the, the most important part of this mystery is we do find out who the hit and run driver was. Right. Which should have been obvious from the get-go. Um, and I, I did suspect this person, but not for the reasons that it happened. Okay, so let's talk about Leo. Okay. So Leo is the youngest
1: child, he, mm-hmm. son, of Vivi and JP, right? So he's just graduating high school, um, and they're at the senior party mm-hmm. at the end of the thing. He has a girlfriend named Marissa, and he has a best friend named Cruz, um, something happened. You don't know what happened until the end of the book, but something right. happened that night at that party. Um, I can't remember. Leo broke up with Marissa at this at that party. Yeah, because
0: she had said something nasty to yes, Cruz, yes. and he was like kind of tired of it yes. happening over and over. Because
1: she was a she was not a nice person. No. Um. Anyway, so something happened, and he breaks up. He she says something. She he breaks up with her. And they kind of all go their separate ways. And that's kind of all you hear until the... Until the, everything the tumbling. comes
0: tumbling out. Right. <laughs> and, well, yeah. yeah.
1: and Until, you know, Cruz is accused of hitting Vivi because he was on the road. Right. Someone the next observed morning. him driving too yes. fast. And, yeah. Yes. And he's the one who found her. Yes. Right. So there's all that drama going on. And then Leo and Marissa get back together. And then Cruz and Leo aren't really talking for some reason. And you don't know why. So there's all this going on. And... uh and then at the very end and then oh but you do know that a photo was sent yes to Marissa Cruz and Leo right from a fourth party yes which is a long story to get yeah. into that <laughs> character. read the book if you want to know about Peter <laughs> so um, so you, you know that but you don't know what it is and so then towards the end of the book you find out who um, actually ran her over and it was
0: Marissa, yeah, and there's like evidence planting,
1: yes, and, and stolen evidence, evidence tampering, d- d- yes,
0: and people are like involved in a cover up, and they, yeah, were, yeah. and when early in or earlier in the book, you Cruz's dad is like someone trying to frame him, and you're like, oh, this is taking the turn for like a detective novel, right? But then someone really was trying turn to frame him, him. <laughs> right. so you're like, okay, yeah, um, but yeah, but but I because during the book, you when you're reading about Leo and Marissa she's holding on pretty tight and Leo's done, but he's so sad after Vivi dies that he's just looking for any sort of familiarity and comfort. And so he lets it go on longer than he should. And Marissa's telling people that they're like planning a wedding and they're, they're going to be together forever. And Leo wants nothing to do with this, but he's not shutting it down either. Right. And you know that Vivi doesn't like Marissa. So, when I started to suspect that it was her, I wondered if it was intentional. Like, was she upset because oh. because Vivi told Leo not to date her anymore and right. she saw an opportunity to, like, get her out of the picture or whatever. Right. So, I was relieved that it didn't go that dark. Right. <laughs> that it really was an accident. She was checking her phone and didn't see Vivi till it was too late and hit her. But then she, like, deliberately sunk her Jeep in a pond to make it look like she had not With her
1: phone in it. Right. It wasn't her phone in it yes. because
0: she didn't want anybody else to see that picture. Yeah. That was sent. Yes. So ultimately, they find out that she did it. They check the car. Marissa's sister works at the police station, so she, they figured out how they got rid of the evidence, and it was... And they and they tied up the mystery part in about six pages. Right. right. So. <laughs> and they kept you stringing along for quite a while, right. and then... So if you, you know. were thinking that this was going to be Ellen Hildebrand's like, first foray into <laughs> like detective-type <laughs> no, writing, right. no, this is not it. You're right. no. So, And it's funny, because did you, did you catch the call back to... Um, the wedding one where the bridesmaid yes. drowns. Yes. When she was like, Oh, the last homicide we had here was three years ago. Yes. Yeah. Was, was that going? Summerland? No, what was it? I can't remember what book that it was. That was the name of the house. It wasn't Summerland. No, beautiful Day? Was it Beautiful Day? Nope. I don't nope. think no Perfect no couple. D- perfect couple. Okay. I think it was perfect couple. Okay. Yeah. We better get brushing up on our trivia. I know. Guys, we have really exciting news. We do. So, it was a great book. You should read it. Let's yes. wrap the book. Yeah, it was so, a great book. It was a good one.
1: I, was it? Is it your favorite so far of hers? So, I liked it better than 28 Summers. What? Well, because I liked 28 Summers, but I was so angry at the, the two main characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> you really it I was, yeah. You did not love Mary no. and no. Jake. No, no. So, but yeah.
0: Okay, so you did like it more than yeah. twenty eight. So is this okay? So you liked this one. I did not like it more than twenty eight summers. I, it's a great book. Mm-hmm. It's a great story, and I'm and I'm happy to have actually had to read it twice because I I caught some things on the second run through that I didn't yeah. first. Um, I I don't know if I'm like still hung up on twenty eight summers because I read the novella. I read that too. Yes, yeah. the sixth wedding. Yes, and that was pretty good. So those characters were sort of back in my mind right, right before I reread this oh, one. Okay. So. I don't know if that had anything to do with influencing my like st- rankings of them okay. still, but it was good. Um, so yeah, so read Golden Girl. Obviously, if you're a Hillary fan or not, um, you don't have to have read the ones that they call back to. You don't have to know no. who the cheap is, but um, if you have read those books, it's a it's a fun way that she keeps yeah. her other books sort of at the forefront of of people's thoughts. Right. So, thumbs up. Absolutely. On this one. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. But our really exciting news. Yes. We're so (laughs) excited. We're very excited. Um, Ellen Hildebrand has been doing what she calls a bucket list weekend on Nantucket in January for the last few years. I I think six or seven. Yes. And um, two years ago, we signed up to try to get a spot on this, and we didn't. We got waitlisted. And then in 2020, they didn't... No, in 2021, they didn't do it. Right. In January but we just got our emails and we we are going to the January 2022 Ellen Hildebrand bucket list weekend. We are
1: booked. Now, yes, re, so remember we said it's in January. Right.
0: <laughs> on Nantucket Island. Just just remember that. So but it's but, okay. You know, it's okay. A lot of times when you're reading these books and they're they're referencing Nantucket in January, they're talking about how it's it's gray, but it's like blanketed with snow nice. and it's all pretty and so um but yeah, so we're excited to be able to go to this. Um it's it's uh it's book discussions and we get a reading from one of her or her new to be published novels um there's like gala dinner parties and dancing at the chicken box yeah yoga and all so all kinds of stuff so we're pretty excited to be able to do that in january and we will definitely bring you a full report from that um and we'll be able to post while we're there to the blog don't forget, we have a vlog, everyone. Oh right, <laughs>
1: which I'm not sure that we posted we anything. We haven't updated it. No, no. but no. soon,
0: soon. Right. So litwithkellyandjacqueline and Jacqueline.com. It's been a really busy summer. Yeah, it really is. Yep. Um, but we'll um, so we'll be back to do this with you like once a month. Yes. Um, our next book. You want to tell them what it is, Kelly? Oh, the final
1: girl support group.
0: Right. By Grady Hendricks. Yes. So if you want to read ahead for the October discussion, we'll be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um. And in the meantime, we will be posting here and there. I can't commit us to a regular schedule right now because things are just. No, (laughs) they're too unpredictable. Yeah. But you can look for new information. And if you follow us on social media, we will let you know when new blog posts are there. So you don't have to keep looking. We'll just tell you when they're up. Right. So that's easy enough. Right. So uh, read Golden Girl, check out the other ones we talked about. We'll get that list updated online. And we'll be back to talk to you in a month with the Final Girl Support Group. All right, cheers, Kelly. Cheers, Jacqueline.